Well, hello and welcome to the In The Latch podcast. My name is Adam Lee and I am here at the historic Benfield Ranch with my amigo, Mr. Matt Benfield. Matt, how are you doing? I am doing wonderful and I am just glad to be recording our first episode of In The Latch, an idea. You had the idea for the podcast. I had the idea I was going to make like a like a film series thing, but anyway, that's where we got the name. Well, Matt, you have a face for radio. I I've been told that my whole life. So so this all worked out for the it's best. It's perfect. It's perfect. So anyway, we we kind of collaborated, if you will, as it they worked, say yes. in the in the business. There, we <laughs> collaborated and we ended up here doing a podcast, and it's uh, basically we named it in the latch, and. It's a in the life of, uh, of of rodeo in general. It can be you know us as announcers. Uh, we will we plan on bringing in bull riders, barrel racers, ropers, bullfighters, stock contractors, producers. It anything to do with rodeo. I'll, I'll even bring back pen help in if we have to, just to give the people an understanding of what kind of goes on behind the scenes and. And we do have some very interesting people going to be talking to. I know for for sure a couple of them we've already got lined up. Yes, to come in. So it's definitely going to be some really some talented people that maybe you haven't heard of. Right. Um, but there will definitely be some that I, I don't care where you live at. If you know anything about rodeo, you will recognize these names. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's our plan. And this. This first episode, it is an introduction. We're just going to talk a little bit about ourselves and and uh, which we tend to do a lot. I don't. I, it's it's weird. But right, anyways, right. we'll make it about us this episode and and go from there. But we do plan on kind of filling you in because most people who go to a rodeo or a bull riding, they don't see anything <clears> but <throat> but the show. There's a right. lot that goes on behind the scenes that people. It would be good for people to understand what kind of how how the ball gets rolling, how everything happens. So. For sure, and something that a lot of people may not realize, and I had never really thought of consciously thought about it um, until over the weekend. I was down in in Georgia doing a rodeo uh, last night, and uh, another rodeo friend of mine from South Carolina was talking to me, and we were talking about where I live up here. Um, where we live, really, this general area, and he made the comment, he said, man, you live up there in cowboy country. And so many people, when they think of cowboys and cattle and rodeo, they they think about out west. Mm-hmm. That That is one of my biggest annoyances. Um, I've met so many people who moved to the southeast who are from out west, and you talk to them about rodeos, and they go, y'all have rodeos around here? Oh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, like we we're, do. Uh, yeah. And I, I like to tell people from Texas that I like to remind them, I should say, that cattle and horses came to North America from the Spaniards through the East Coast. So we, yes. we knew stuff about cattle and horses over here before they ever did out West. Um, but really, I don't think, man, I've been all over the Southeast doing rodeos. And as I thought about what my buddy from South Carolina said, I really don't think there's anywhere in the Southeast that you will find a bigger concentration of working cowboys and rodeo cowboys than right here in this foothills area of North Carolina that we live in. And anybody who doesn't agree with that can fight me because it's it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true because like you and 
when you use the term cowboy, you know, it's so easy for somebody to go to Walmart and buy them a straw mm. hat and, and put it on and, and, you know, yeah, I'm a like cowboy. Like we see at the rodeos all ever the time. so often. And, yes. and, and it's fun for us. And <laughs> we won't spoil that because then they'll stop coming. But anyway. I dated a girl, had never been to a rodeo, and she was going to come with me to one. And she, she was, stopped at Boot Barn. On oh, no, she was kind of a hipster. <laughs> and she asked me, she's like, do I need to buy a hat and boots? I said, please don't. Please don't. Please, no. Look, no, flip-flops, capris, yeah. and a shirt, pull your hair up. Just Please. look like you. Yeah. Yes. Because it's, guess what? We're going to recognize right yes. off that you ain't legit. And we are picking on you. We Not are. to your face, yes. which is wrong, but we are picking on you. And we will talk about it. If you're you. angry about it, you can find Matt Benfield yeah. at uh, MattBenfield at MySpace.com. Yeah. Look yes. me up on the MySpace. That's where I'm at. All complaints. But uh, no, the, the term is, is not used loosely around here because no. we do have your red-blooded true American cowboys right yes. here in North Carolina. And uh, I, I mean, every, not every corner, I, I wouldn't say every corner, but we, we do have some of the best here. And, and, and I'm talking people that make their living living with cattle. Yes. I'm not talking about people that, you know, work a nine to five and have some cattle on the side or go to a rodeo. I'm talking about people that seven days a week, their living is cattle. And they're getting phone calls night and day yes. hey i've got cows out can you catch them well the answer is yes i mean right uh, it, they're everywhere and and they're they're cowboys and and don't and, and don't get it twisted i'm not going to sit here and say i'm a cowboy because i'm not i like but you I, own the benfield brand i know and i have cows but that doesn't make me a cowboy by no means i, I prefer the term cattleman cattleman you know, it's yeah. sexier okay <laughs> but anyway no, I, I You're can, a rancher. Yeah. Yes. Look, my cows, I shake a bucket if they get out of the fence, and they come right back in the fence. Yes, I fix the fence and all that stuff that goes Your along with it. Your neighbors appreciate that. Yeah, and I fertilize their, my neighbor's yards when I let the cows out. So you got to imagine why your neighbors hate you so much. I will, you know. You just you got to let them eat somebody else's grass every now and then. Sure. When grass sure. gets scarce. Economics, right? Yeah, so, and, but... Like we said, this this is cowboy capital. I, Texas is not cowboy capital. No. North Carolina is cowboy capital. Absolutely. <laughs> and and I, I just have like four names if you disagree with that. Jerome Davis. There you go. Matt Merritt. That's yeah. more rodeo cowboy, but still. That's uh, No, it's fine. We'll take it. Okay, we'll take it. Be mad. Um, yeah. Jason Brumley. Oh, yeah. Southern States PRCA champion, PBR finalist. Now, full. he's one of them cowboys. Full time. time, don't do anything but, but work cattle but from cattle. And lastly, I mean, J.B. Mooney. Yeah. I mean, and, and please tell me what part of the country. And all these people live within 25 minutes of where me and you are sitting right now. Because J.B. just moved to Texas. But until his recent move, keyword being recent move, all those people live within 25 minutes of here. You, you will not find four more high profile people in Cowboys or, or just the world of rodeo in that concentrated area. And man, there's so many more we could talk about. Oh yeah. Jimmy Dagenhart, his son Jacob been to the IFR, Cole Hartzell. Um you got you you've got Toby Gallagher, you've yes. got Ty Sacco, uh Walter Graham. Yes. Let's throw yes. Walter, Walter let's Graham. make let's make him five. I want to say Walter okay, Graham. Run Walter. Okay. Yeah. Um 
but you can call them. And even for a while, you had Shane Proctor living right down the road from here. Right. right. And and you can call any of those guys right there. JB as well. See, people are like, how, how can you call him a cowboy? He's a bull rider. No, no, no. 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 See, that's why you don't know. You don't know the, the JB that goes out here to the roping pens and goes and wins ropings too. That's right. You know, either head or hillside. He He's a cowboy. If you got cows out and, and – I know he's helped Walter many times. I mean, and that's one of the reasons that this part of the country we've seen a rise in the ranch rodeos, right? Um, which many people aren't familiar with those. But to a short synopsis, I think maybe we might take a whole episode one time and just talk about ranch rodeos because there's definitely a lot we could talk about. And it's really a cool thing. We um, could bring Frank in. Well, we could talk about <laughs> ranch rodeos. Nothing against Frank. I like Frank. Yeah. Um, but just. The ranch rodeos, they have taken real things that cowboys do on a daily basis right. and put it in competition form. And that's why this part of the country, you won't find this many ranch rodeos anywhere on the East Coast right. as, as you find right around here. Yeah. Just because there's so many cowboy type people. And and we're fortunate. We, um, we get to be around it. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think. I believe it was um, Will Rogers one time that said, at some point in your life, every little boy dreamed of growing up to be a cowboy. Absolutely. And he said, why, what did he say? Why play Wall Street and die young when you can play cowboy and never die? And, um, you know, we're, we're fortunate to be able to live right here where there's so much of that goes on. And you and I are fortunate to be able to spend so much of our lives surrounded by this. Yes. You know, I mean, I, I do it full time. I, I go to rodeos. I work cattle. I shoot horses. And I mean, I'm just, it's what I do for a living. And I'm fortunate to be able to do that. And I know you, man, your calendar's filling up as well, starting to get really busy, staying pretty busy. Absolutely. And, and we're just fortunate. Yeah. And you know, it's, here's the thing, and I don't mind talking about this. And when I set out to, uh, I actually got a call from one of my <clears throat> buddies. They were doing a futurity down the road here. And, he had a little four channel mixer, a microphone, you know, the whole, the whole shebang. He said, Hey man, you think you could uh, call out ear tags and uh, scores on bulls? And I'm like, well, sure. It ain't no big deal. Well, I did <laughs> right. that. Well then somebody was there that puts on barrel races. I hate barrel race. Okay. I, I'm I sorry. And it is what it is there. I don't see the excitement. Okay. All right. I'm not going to go there because they really will complain, but. And here you mean I, a barrel racer? Yeah, complain? I know, right. Me. Uh, send all complaints to Adam Lee. But anyway, let, let me throw this about barrel racing. They do whine about everything. Nothing's ever right. But here's the thing about barrel races. I can tolerate barrel racing. You know, when you're at a rodeo and you have 10, 12 barrel racers run. Okay. I can deal with that. But when you go to a show and you have 150, okay. how many times can I watch somebody, you know, run around, three barrels and and quite often knock over three barrels in the trash can on the way out of the arena and find <laughs> something positive to say about it right like i'm pleased it was your music it was the wind the dog was barking. Yeah. all right anyway let me let's get off that moving right on, now because on. so anyway i, I went and done a, a jackpot a 4d right. show it lasted i had there were 50 exhibitions and like a hundred in the oh, show lord i'm tired just thinking about i know that. and i got paid um beanie weenie money to go do this show and somebody had come up to me and they were like hey you're a 
you're not that bad of an announcer. You're kind of fun. You made this jackpot kind of fun, which, you know, I didn't know any better. I didn't know you're supposed to be boring at a jackpot and say, yes. uh, such and such, you're up, somebody's on deck, and blah, blah, you're in the hole. You're supposed to run a playlist and call names and scores. And, and that's it. Yeah. And that's what they wanted. Well, I changed up the game. And then, anyway, I ended up doing this barrel race three years in a row. And it was what it was. And so I was like, you Where know was what? that at? I didn't know that you. Stanley County. Stanley oh, County. okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah I didn't know that you, you ever sure did that did. one. Sure they, did. they tried to get me to come down there. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was a different South, but that same area though. And I'm like, well, I can do it. It's just a paying gig. And well, you know, <laughs> I, I already know who you're talking yeah, about. Now. Yeah. And they're um, good people, but they are, but they want you to do stuff for free. So, any, and when and you we, make, and when you make your living doing you it, you can't do it for free. Um, you know, a speaker alone is, is, is about a $600 investment as you and I, we just, recently found yeah, it, unless yeah. you buy the Edison and then you better really yeah, yeah. Have <laughs> get a $150 Edison and, and run one or two shows with it. But anyway, you're an Edison man. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up going and doing a ranch rodeo for Jason Brumley. They couldn't find nobody to do it. We were back there at a Stagall. It was right? at Stagall's yeah. and, and you can kind of tell <laughs> that, he was desperate reason being he let me announce it not knowing what i was or who i i mean he, he knew who i was but he didn't know i announced right we were desperate it was the weekend before and he had to have somebody he said would you mind doing it lee my buddy lee free he said won't you get matt to do it he just kind of looks at me he's like would you do it and i'm like yeah sure sure i would and so i ended up doing it well lo and behold and, and even Stan was like, man, what, when you get that little bit of shakiness out of your voice, he's like, you're going to be really good. And and I'm, I still work on that shakiness now, but here we are two and a half years later and I've got, I've got a calendar full and people keep right. calling me and, and I'm fortunate enough to, you know, that when you, uh, and you do this a lot and I'm not calling you out, but when uh -oh. you, when you double book yourself, because you think you can do a rodeo at 6 p.m. in South Carolina and a rodeo here at 7 p.m.? It's not possible, no, that, right? That, look, let me tell you, first of all, that didn't happen. It happened. It was in Georgia at 6 p.m. Okay. and North Carolina at 7. You it was not it. South Carolina. Okay, you can't do um, that. So you yeah, always yeah. call me and you're like, I, I, can, you, can you get me out of a bind? Here's the date. Can you do it? Most of the time, yes, I can. So, well, you know, it's kind of funny, though, that you say that. Um, cause I, it's incredible how everything has bounced back after 2020. Oh so much being gosh, shut yes. down. Yes. Every announcer I know, I mean, there's quite a few that I know and talk to because like you said, sometimes it, yeah, you will get double, double booked, but sometimes it's just th this past weekend, I, I probably had five people calling me wanting to do shows. There's yep. just so many rodeos and you know, I'm always calling, Hey, Somebody called me about a show. I can't do it. Can you do it? So, I mean, you're calling all these other announcers. And everyone I've talked to said it is absolutely mind-boggling just how many shows there's been coming back after, you know, trying to recover from this China virus mess right. and things opening back up. 
Um, thank God for South Carolina and Governor McMaster's. They kept it running the whole, whole <laughs> they, time. They weren't yes. scared down they there. Weren't I, scared. Love, I love South I love Carolina. Sa- and, and I know you know why did. else? They have Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. I, I'm big on the pig. Can I tell you, I mean, this is funny real quick, but okay. uh, this is just, I heard that uh, Big Lots <laughs> and uh, Big Lots, Piggly Wiggly, and Harris Teeter, they're all combining. Oh, next they year. are. In 2022, they're combining. Yeah. They're going to call it Big Wiggly Teeters. <laughs> All right. I had to get that out. Well, you know, it's funny that you went there, Matt. I'm sorry. I don't care. <laughs> the first time that you ever were on a microphone, yeah. it was to be a funny man. And now we can tell why you're an announcer and not a funny man. No, that was funny. All right. And people enjoy- I'm still laughing. <laughs> yeah. Internally laughing. Yeah. I'm sure people have now paused the podcast. Due to laughter. Laughter. Do we need to give like a few minutes of silence? Yeah, give, okay. give them a second uh, to get the pee out of their britches. But speaking of that, not not the last so thing the you said. No, no, no. Um, Did you pee your britches? Not yet. Not okay. Yet. Um, you know, you and I, we go back a long ways. Yep. We, we go all the way back to playing baseball as kids. Yes. For a man named Darby. Yeah. World's what worst a, baseball coach. What a jewel that guy was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great well, guy, great just, guy. I knew nothing about yeah, baseball, baseball, but we but, did the best with what we had. So. Um, and we reconnected over here. I guess it's been man about seven years seven, ago, probably seven years. The YBY, mm-hmm. which is not far from from where we're sitting at right now. Um, the YBY, unless you're right from this area, you probably have never heard of it. Probably one of the most prominent junior rodeo associations in this part of the country at one time. A lot of people that are now on the professional circuit got their start right here at the YBY. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've ever seen the movie, The Longest Ride, you have seen the YBY. Yes. Um, because that is in some of the scenes. But, you know, you were bullfighting, I think. Was that your last year bullfighting? I know it was close if it was. That was my last full-time year. The next year after that, I, when somebody called and needed to bullfighter last minute, I would go and show up. Um, However, yes, that was my last uh, full season fighting bulls. Well, and if you've ever been to a junior rodeo, you know, man, they are long and boring. And not saying yes, yeah, with long, long, yeah. Um, and of course, you know, I mean, that's what you expect at a junior rodeo. These are kids; right. they can't run at that speed. You have a lot of them. You have more events at them, so not not bad mouth at junior rodeos. No, but. If you if you see a PBR, if you see a pro show, and you hear there's a rodeo in town, and you go to it, and it turns out to be a junior rodeo, sorry about your love. Sorry about your love. Yeah. You just out five dollars. And they have a good concession stand. And like you say, everybody that goes to these youth rodeos, they can relate to what we're saying. Though, yes. We're not, yes. They know it's no no. Uh, I mean, even the parents and kids know it. They know, know it. it. Yeah. They know it. So um, that's what we were trying to do. We were trying to liven it up, liven it up, and and I put did. a microphone on you, and yeah. You and did. it turned out to be a hit. It was good. If you remember the next week or the next show they had, I reintroduced you and said something about who's happy to have you back. And I think the only person that clapped was your mother. Yeah. Yeah. She was so happy. <laughs> she was she so uh, happy. And I told her, I said, thanks, mom. I'll see you back at the house. And everybody else just kind of was like, really? Like, here he is. Yeah. Because you go. told jokes like the Pickly Wiggly joke. The Pickly Wiggly. Nobody and, liked you, man. Well, you know what? <laughs> At a youth rodeo, it's not a hit. That's right. But, that's right. You know, it, I tried it because you try stuff at youth rodeos. Exactly. You, you know, and I, I tell people that are in, starting out announcing, most announcers start at junior rodeos. And I tell them that, man, get out there and just try stuff. Who cares? Like, Nobody. 
because they're not even listening. They're not listening. <laughs> and truth of the matter is, that's why I do so good at them. They can't find nobody else to do them. That's right. The first show I did, I, the way I got into announcing was through Matt Merritt. And I told, I, I came across some sound equipment. I called Matt. I said, man, I like trying to announce a rodeo. And he said, congratulations, you're hired. Yeah. Hired for what? He said, youth rodeo the whole season. <laughs> and it was a new association starting up that you have now taken the reins. And, I have. Um, and I'm like, but Matt, what if I'm no good? He's like, it don't matter. Don't matter. They're broke and they're desperate. You've got them. <laughs> and um, so that's kind of how I, how I got into announcing. Um, you know, and I've been at it, like I said, man, I guess it's been seven years now. And I yeah. think, now you, you've been in rodeo a long time, but right. I think announcing what, this is your second, third year announcing something like that? I'm going to call it three, three. only because I'm not going to count the maturities that I've done. And because there is no, there's no real crowd there. Um, right, right. I haven't, ha I didn't have to work a crowd until about, until about two years ago, I guess. And, and man, we got lucky this year, kindly, well, I, I use the term lucky loosely, um, we ended up getting to do quite a few shows together, co-announcing. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, now the show, it, were, it wasn't lucky that we were doing the shows we were doing, but it was lucky that we got to work together. Right. And because, I mean, we hadn't been working together any nope. since those little deals with YBY. Of course, we've stayed in touch and yeah, everything. Absolutely. Um, but as far as actually doing shows together, we kind of did some back earlier this year. And, man, it, it was a blast. Right. I, I had a great time. Right. And I don't know if you remember this from about, it had to be a year and a half ago. I saw you at a ranch rodeo that you were announcing at the triad. At the track. Right. Where you were at last night. I was at last night, which is coincidence. But um, I told you, I said, and I had just started doing some rodeos then. And I was like, hey, man, we really need to get together and co announce something. So yeah. when I got this deal this year, um, I talked to the producer and I was like, look, I can give you a good show. But if you'll pay a little more, you'll have us both. And how many times did we always hear, well, nothing else was good but the announcers. Uh, and oh that's, my goodness. We're not patting ourselves on the back. No, no. But we're just saying we, we work well together. Because um, we have a good time. We, we always have a good time. No matter what, we, we will always have a good time. And, it's, and you can, I think people can tell a difference. The man that, that clowned for me down there in South Carolina last night, I've known him for a number of years. And he's kind of like you. He calls me two or three times a week, and we talk because, man, I I live my life on the road. I, yeah, it's crazy. I got a truck um, in March on March fifteenth that had fifty seven miles on it. Yeah, today and you bought it. It has twenty five thousand five hundred miles. That's on what it. I'm talking about. And you so drove now, it to Texas the very week you got it. Yes, yes. First yeah. week I did. That yep. was quite an adventure. I did a Thursday and Friday night show just outside of Fort Worth, Texas. Yep. I packed up in 15 minutes. Yes, you did. Drove back. I, the only time I stopped was for 35 minutes at this ghetto truck stop, stop in Arkadelphia, Arkansas, where I thought I was going to get killed. Yeah. I slept for 35 minutes, and I rolled into Love Valley to co-announce with you. On two wheels. On and, two and you wheels. made it. You made with it. two minutes to spare. Yes, sir. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do the driving. But, you know, me and Wesley, we were talking last night. It's so much easier to work with somebody that you know and you talk to. Yeah. Because I think it just all comes off as more natural. Like me and you can, we're doing this now and we're just sitting down having a conversation. Yeah, we don't have a script or it's anything. It's improv. There, right. there is nothing wrote down. We go off of just pure 
whatever whatever pops up, I Instinct guess. And and Instinct. Instinct. Yeah, nice. Yes. Thank yes. you. You've uh, bailed me out on that one. <laughs> I'm so, here for you, Matt. But um, no. So uh, go, going back, I know we're we're going to keep it at 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, so we're we're running quick on time here. So just sort of out of curiosity, very briefly, what made you, as a wee little boy, want to go from being a baseball player to a rodeo man? I can honestly not tell you that, but okay, I will. Fair I, enough. The, the sport of rodeo has always been a part of my life. I can rem- remember going to them very young. Um, I actually, I was into dirt bikes and, and racing and all that, but I ended up dating a girl uh, when I was 18, 19 years old, and she was a barrel racer. And I'm sorry. Um, yeah. It, you know, it is what it is. But started going with her and, and just I'd quit racing and I had to have that adrenaline. So right. why not get on a bull? So I did. Uh, didn't work out. I, I was not a bull rider. So got tired of hitting the ground. I said, went to a practice pen. I was like, hey, I got to do something in this sport. They were short of bullfighter. So I I fought bulls. Then got tired of getting hurt and waking up hurt. So then bought some bulls, tried to stock contracting thing out. I don't have that kind of money. And then here we are, put a microphone in my hand. I know all the aspects of the sport. Right. So why not be an announcer? Which that's one of the important things when you are You've got to know. Um, because I've seen people announce that didn't really know what was going on. And, right. And they try hard. They not saying and not saying anything bad about them, but it's just it's hard to carry a show if you can't really, if you don't understand what's going on behind the scenes. Right. You know, I got into it um, years ago. My parents, my my dad was a preacher and an insurance salesman and my mom taught school. And my grandparents were farmers, but I mean, we didn't, I didn't really grow up around rodeo. Right. I met a man named Keith Crowder. Yeah. And his wife, Sharon, when I was five, Um, they didn't have any kids. Um, Back in the sixties, he had, Shod horses, shod, S-H-O-D, shod yeah. horses. Yeah. And I uh, just want to be clear. Yeah. And rodeoed all across the country. Ended up doing two tours with the Marines in Vietnam. And he was, you know, kind of when he came back, he came back to this area and started working cattle for a living. And he didn't have any kids. And so when I, he kind of met me, lived in the community, and he kind of took me under his wing. And when I was little, I said, when I grow up, I'm going to shoe horses. I'm going to rodeo. And I'm going to work cattle and that's how I'm going to make my living. I'm going to be like Mr. Keith. And here we are. Here you are. 20 some years later, it's what I do. And at moments I question my life choices, but all in all, man, it's, it's like anything else I've found. Somebody once told me the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life was someone who told me, do what you love and you'll never work another day in your life. That's nonsense. nonsense. I mean, it's hard work, man. We've done some shows and pouring rain. We've Mm -hmm. done shows that were horribly ran. Yeah. We've dealt with, it's hard work. Yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. When when you're driving, I spent about 13 hours just in driving yesterday, not counting doing the show and all. Right. I mean, it's it's not always easy, but man, it, I feel absolutely fortunate to be able to do what we do. Absolutely. Um, and so, just to kind of wrap things up, we're approaching that 30 minute mark. Um, where we're headed with this podcast, we never got around to explaining the name. So give me the, we call it the In the Latch podcast. Give me the 30-second breakdown, Matt. That's all you of why you named this the In the Latch podcast. In the Latch is a term that is used in rodeo. Uh, that's what they say. If, if a bull rider gets on a, on a bull, they ask Stock Hundred, what does he do? Well, he's right there in the latch. So I heard that, and I thought, in the life, not a lot of people know 
what goes on behind right. the scenes. So that is why this podcast is going to take off. That's why we're going to bring in guests of all all aspects of rodeo. We're going to go over them. You're going to know more about it, and it's going to be very informational, maybe comical at times. And uh, I just feel I felt like it's something for people to know. We're in North Carolina. This is this is cowboy country. Cowboy country. We're going to let you know what it takes to be a cowboy in the latch in the life. They right. go hand in hand. Absolutely. Um, we have definitely got some people already lined up mm-hmm. um, to come in and talk. Some of them you may know if you're from this area. Um, some of them are, are fairly well known. There's a couple that we're definitely going to have on here that if you know absolutely anything at all about rodeo, you're going to recognize. Yes, absolutely. So as we wrap it up here, um, I want to thank you for checking this out. Bear with us. We're kind of working through this new podcast and thing. We've recorded this first episode probably seven, eight times now. We can't quit talking. We can't quit talking. We're, you know, but we got a minute. We've got a minute and we're <laughs> going to be done. So I hope you come back. We're going to do some episodes, some interviews. We're going to be talking about things specifically. Um, we may do a show on some ranch rodeos, cowboy in general, stuff like that. Um, so definitely thank you for tuning in. Come back. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram, Adam Lee, the announcer. You can find Matt as well. If you got any questions, comments, suggestions, we would love to hear. We're hopefully going to get an In the Latch Facebook page up and running that's going to be strictly dedicated to this. Give us a little bit of time to get that sorted out. And so that's going to be our first episode, Matt. That's it. And uh, we appreciate you listening to us. Uh, Words of wisdom. Stop. Wishing for it, start working for it. Be true, be you, be cowboy. Well, thank you for those words of wisdom, Matt. Well, on behalf of myself, Adam Lee, and my good friend, Mr. Matt Benfield, and the In the Latch podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Good night, God bless, and we'll see you down the road.